hello and welcome back to the Binge Boys Podcast. This week we're here to talk to you about the Disney Plus original series, Loki, straight out of the Marvel Universe, not the God of War game, son. But before we get into that, we must introduce ourselves and with you today, my name is Enrique. What up, it's Eli. Your boy T-Max is here. In HD. You know, no more of that uh, pop can quality quality no more we gotta give him a real mic this time <laughs> so you guys can actually you know bless your ears with this podcast uh hopefully audio sounds a bit better we did some tweaking in the past week to see if it'll come out smoother crispier crunchier you know like a good kit kat bar you know what i mean but besides that guys we watched loki which was definitely a disney show <laughs> it was yeah that's that's we're, yeah that's what we're gonna say right now but before we get into low-key, we got to get low-key into our segment, What You've Been Watching, our classic world-renowned from the very first episode, son. But before I do that, I want to give it to Tristan first. Tristan, go ahead and do your What You've Been Watching segment. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes. So, not as much for me this week. Um, I'll get into Wrestle Talk uh, soon. But I started season six of Survivor. Which takes Damn. place in the Amazon. Uh, this Prime? one is on Prime. Yep, yep. Oh my god! This season is pretty good so far. Um, not a hundred percent sure where it measures up so far. Uh, to some of the other ones, I'm only about halfway through it. Uh, they just hit the merge, but this season, they started out uh by splitting them up into guys versus girls. Uh, and so that was that That's was pretty sexist. entertaining. That shit wouldn't fly anymore. It was it well uh, I don't know it was very entertaining because you know this was two thousand three or something, um, and or early two thousand four whatever I don't know, but <laughs> these uh these people came out here and the guys naturally were super cocky. They were like, we are not gonna lose to these girls. To the blah women. blah blah. They're like, we're going to just own them. And they lost four of the first five challenges. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Or were they like awesome. sewing, baking challenges? Bro, stop. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not doing this. No. No. We're not doing that. Sandwich baking no. contest. No, no, no. No, Tristan, continue. No, fuck you. Oh, no. Um, no, it was, it, was, it was hilarious, though. Somehow, the only one they won of the first five was one of the immunity challenges. Uh, so it ended up getting to, uh, six, six, uh, guys versus girls. And then they like flipped up the tribes a bit, did a rework. Um, and then it still ended up going in five, five to the merge, which just happened. And then thankfully they just got rid of the one guy that I absolutely wanted gone. Cause he's just a total. So you're dick. telling me you didn't want no men on your screen. Not this dude. This Kinda dude was like an older bro. dude. He was like super uh, sexist. Like he was just an awful person on screen. At least um, he. It was it was hard to watch when they did the merge. They had to like rebuild their shelter, and he decided to try and take charge. And he was just like, "Oh hey ladies, can you go get palm fronds?" It's like we're gonna actually build the shelter here, but if you guys want to just go get some some palm fronds that's all we need you to do i don't know what you're saying I, what is a palm i don't frond? either 
a palm frond is what they most often use for like the roof. And so they'll kind of weave them together. Yeah. They'll weave them Uh. together to make the roof. And he's like, Hey ladies, you're not going to actually build the shelter. That's for the men. Because you guys can do this. And it's like, come come on, dude. Like, Damn. That's and then, interesting. Yeah, so the immunity challenge uh, was one. It's one of those where they just have to, like, stand on a, on a small little platform kind of thing. And the last one standing wins. And so, naturally, every once in a while, Jeff will come out and he'll give them, like, some temptations and stuff. And... This is one of the most infamous moments in Survivor. Like, this is the number one moment people talk about from this season. Um, uh, There's two younger ladies on this season, Jenna and Heidi. And so throughout the early part of the season, the guys are, like, constantly talking about them and how hot they are and everything. Oh, that's gross. Because they have, like, nice bodies. That's gross, dude. (laughs) I'm not saying sandwich any contest, but being like, (laughs) dude, what the fuck? Like, you're on national TV going, damn, bro. Damn man, if I had the chance, bro, what the fuck, dude? People no, quite literally, quite quite literally, that is how it's going. Damn, um, that's so cringy. Jenna, um, who I guess most of the guy, I mean, most of the guys thought that she was a little more attractive than Heidi, but she goes, she goes, Jeff, I would, she goes, I will take my clothes off for some peanut butter and chocolate right now. Oh no, no. And Heidi, Heidi goes, yeah, I'm right there with you. This dude Rob, he is—he's uh, my favorite of the dudes for the most part because yeah, he's actually he trying to play. No, he's—he's he's actually trying to play the game, you know. So I have appreciation for that. But um, <laughs> this dude—he goes—he goes get them some peanut butter probes. Oh no! <laughs> so lo and behold, the first thing that Jeff has to tempt everyone with is. Big old plate of peanut butter with chocolate cookies and some sodas. And so the girls both did it. They both... uh, (sighs) This is such shit. They both took off their clothes. And then they jumped in. They got it. Uh, And then this dude, Roger, who I was telling you guys I do not like. Five minutes later. Five minutes later, no temptation. (laughs) This dude goes, all right, I'm out. Because it was what? six, it was six guys to four girls at this point, and he thought that it was just going to be the guys uh, against the girls at this point. Lo and behold, he got voted out, and it was awesome. So, like, if you fell, you can go eat peanut butter. I'm confused. No, 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 no. So the girls did it because Jeff said, "Hey, if you jump off now, I've got this for you." So hey, they if you did- take your clothes off. Oh, no, I know no, what no. you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were yeah. like, "Hey, this is what we want." And Jeff was yeah. like, "Funny story. I've got it right here." Mm, um, of course. That's a that's a pretty common one for like the temptations kind of stuff uh, in challenges. Okay. Is like chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, that's a very common thing that they'll they'll give to people. Um, so the girls gotcha. just did that. That was at half an hour. Five minutes later, this dude Roger just goes, "All right, I'm done. Like, I know I'm not gonna win." So he jumps oh off. No temptations or anything. Well, his temptation was two naked women over there. Most of them legitimately did not even look, because two, yeah, okay, two, two of them, two of them two of them are older guys, and they're both married, and they're like, oh, "I'm not looking. That's I'm not so looking." So weird, scripted, dude. Man. So scripted too. Yeah, I can see it. Eh, some of it, I'm sure, probably is a little bit, but whatever. Bro, um, okay, and so. Yeah, everyone else got something out of jumping off. 
even the two girls that jumped off at the end, like they rock paper, they were like, we'll split it. And then they rock paper scissored for who was going to get immunity. That's retarded. All right. Hey, we can't say that here. I've already offended everyone. Um, yeah, already this episode. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, other than that, I've been watching wrestling. Uh, AEW is awesome, and I'm gonna let Reek talk about the pay per view a lot more than I am because he he's a bigger fan of it. But oh, AEW is awesome. WWE is just getting flushed down the toilet as of right now. Well, folks, I knew this moment another... would happen to Tristan. If you have another 30 minutes or so, we're going to be talking about a show. It's not actually mine. So get ready for that, for the extended What You've Been Watching segment. Eli, what have you been watching? Oh, yeah. We are going to be talking about this show for a little bit. So feel free to, you know, skip a little bit in this video or this podcast, I guess. So Hunter, Hunter, right? Yeah. Uh, So I started this about a month ago, and I've already finished this. And, man, I don't feel good good about it. (laughs) That's faster than I finished it, son, and I thought Dude, I was zooming. I I zoom I I I zoomed. Zoom. Um <laughs> let me just say the show's great. Um I'm excited for more. Um I have some some good things and some bad things I'll get into. Um but dude, there's just so many good characters is what I'm gonna start with. You get a lot of new characters that well, I guess not so much new, but characters that you've seen a little bit of before. Um, that were just more developed in the Chimera Ant plotline. Like you get a uh, Moral, and you get to see Kite, which is awesome. You get to see some cool characters. Um, yeah, so I finished Greed Island, finished Chimera, and I finished Election. Um, Election, I don't know how you felt, uh, Tristan. I kind of already talked to Rick about this. I feel like Election was pretty weak. I thought it was better than the Chimera Ant arc. Really? Yep. I didn't like the Chimera Ant arc. Dude, okay, I see what you're saying for the first half of it. But, dude, as soon as the king gets there, it gets so much better. It does, and there's some stuff about it that I still don't care for. But, yes, once the king gets there, it's just a million times better. I Except just, I, that's also when Kite disappears. I, yeah, that does suck. I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like Kite was probably one of the stronger characters. I like Moral a little bit more than I like Kite. Oh, to be honest, um, awesome. dude, Knuckles awesome too. Smoke Don't get me wrong. Every day. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's facts. He got lungs of steel. Um, uh, Octopus Man is awesome. Uh, Chameleon Man's awesome. I don't remember either of their names. I'm sorry. Um, you just get a lot of good characters. But what didn't you like about this, Tristan? Chimera Ant Art just felt so. I guess it sort of fell out of place in comparison to the rest of the stuff. It's different. I'll give you that. Like, and I, it, you know, it would have made sense to me if they were out like hunting monsters and such, you know, cause that's what some hunters do is they hunt exotic creatures, stuff like that. But this took on like a full blown other side of things with the whole oh yeah we're gonna like take over the world basically because that's what we can do and like the they went from being chimera ants and like that's their whole thing is they're the ants to being like humanoids in some cases yeah which and and i don't know there was cool aspects of it but it was just so wild to me 
um, in comparison to some of the rest of it. And while we got to see a lot of like leveling up with Gon and Kilua, uh, which I very much appreciated. I loved watching their development throughout that. That was one of my favorite parts. Dude, through Greed Island, they developed so much. That's what I like about that, honestly. But yeah, yeah, uh, Greed Island is awesome. Uh, I can talk about that with you too. But yeah. it, it just, I don't know, because I didn't like, I didn't fully like the villainy of like the Chimera ants. I just felt so weird to me that they were so much more powerful suddenly. Like I didn't totally. I didn't totally feel like it made sense, you know? Yeah, I, I like guess the, that's fair. At least in, like, York New with uh, the spiders. Yes, yeah. Those were just super powerful humans, you know? Right. Like, they used the abilities that everyone else has, but better. These guys yeah. were just, like, made more powerful. Yeah, I guess by so. regular I humans. Mean, yeah, but they kind of need to. Like, I mean, if you're going to have characters that self-develop and they, you know, get better as characters, you're going to have to have stronger villains. Yes, but this just felt... It feels a little bit forced. So wild. It was just so out there for me, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just really like the... I don't know. I feel like a lot of shows... I was talking to Enrique earlier about this. Uh, a lot of shows do a thing where they introduce a villain... And they don't know where the line is between a good villain and a bad villain because they just most of the time have off-screen heat. And I feel right. like when you have the king, they use so much emotional aspect and like his whole caring for the blind girl thing. Um, oh, he was a which great was, villain. Which was really cool. Yeah, he was a great villain. And I think that's why I liked the second half of this plot so much is right. that you, you get to see just emotion from the ants, which is not something I was expecting necessarily. Um and again, like I was talking to Reek earlier, you almost like want to root for the king and not Netro. I don't know if you felt the same, but dude, I feel like in this moment, like the king was the good guy and Netro was the bad guy because he's he's the one initiating all the fights. He's the one that needs to kill him. Whereas the king is like, I just want to survive. You know, like I don't want to fight but, you. I just want to protect. You know, whatever her name was, I forgot. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I get what you're That's saying. My I just on it. I think part of it as well um, is like the the tone or even just the uh, sort of the mood of the Chimera Ant arc. And this is this is way more nitpicky. But like when you look at the other arcs um, with the color schemes and the mood setting in those. I liked that a bit more, whereas this one was very, in in some cases, like, um, I don't even, what is the word I'm looking for? It's uh, darker, if that's what you mean. I feel like Greed Island's happy, it's very, like, upbeat, right. it's very bright, and I feel like this mm -hmm. arc is very dark. Yes, and they're, oh gosh, um, I don't want to say bland, because that's not the word I'm looking for at all, no. it's not even close, but it's like... Um, just very tampered, I guess. I gotcha. Uh, mute. It's kind of a muted. It feels somewhat muted to me. That's at fair, some yeah. Points. Like, it's more grayish and everything, you know? But I feel like that matches the tone of the entire Chimera Ant Saga. 100%. It absolutely, it absolutely does. Like, I told you before so that you went well. into that, like, I was like, that's a turning point in the series in general to where it gets very, very dark out of nowhere kind of thing. Yeah. 
but it's also to show oh, you that it's not a game. Like the, up until right. that point, it's been pretty gamey for Gon and Kilua. Kurapika has been dealing with, you know, like actual intense shit, like his whole time he's been around. But like for Gon and them, it's been like, oh, you know, we're just memeing about, we're having a good time, whatever. And then for it just to hit the fan for them out of nowhere, and they're like, no, it's it's go time. Like you guys don't understand what hunters are going through out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. These aren't even the strongest people. You know what I mean? They just sent a couple of them. Like Netro exactly. had to come in himself because that's how bad things were getting. Right. And it's mm-hmm. to me, I just I really enjoyed it. I think it depends what you like about the show. Depends what arcs you like. Because I know Eli mentioned he didn't care for for uh, Heaven's Arena as much. And then I really like Chimera's Chimera and arc. And then you said you don't really care for that. You prefer the initial Hunter exam. Like I me think too. That was my favorite. It's like certain things that you enjoy about the show will lead you to enjoy certain aspects of certain arcs. And that's why right. I think like that's kind of why there's so many differing opinions on that kind of shit. Right. And so that's definitely a part of it because one of my big things in this show is the friendship, especially yes. between the four guys. But um, also, you know, very specifically with Gon and Kilua, um, like them together is awesome. And then they split off for a decent amount in in this arc. And like they're kind of like they're working together, but they have to do their own thing with that. And I don't know. It just it, it messed with me a little bit. I was going to say that brings me to one of my nitpicky things. Um is I'd say I really enjoyed, the, or I guess I enjoyed the first half more than the second half of the show. And that's just because of the character arcs. I feel like in the first, you know, the first half, I feel like you get a lot of different characters and you get to see a lot of uh, character development from those characters. But in the second half, you really are more focused on Kula and Gon. Um, and then the characters more surrounding them, not so much main characters. Um because those first two seasons, you get Karapika with the whole uh, trying to find the eyes of his tribe, and you get the whole Leorio. You get uh, Hisoka being a pervert. Like you get you get different characters doing different shit that I wanted to see more of later. And I feel like as soon as uh, Greed Island kind of wrapped up, you don't see Hisoka until like late, um, and you don't even see Karapika until like the last episode. Yep. Uh, and I I was talking to Reek and he's mentioned some manga stuff about it and I'll let him talk about it. But if we get more from Karapika in the next season that they release, uh, that would be awesome. I'd love to see just a season focused on him because I just have not had enough of him as a character. Uh, I feel like he's probably my favorite um, and probably one of the strongest characters in the show, if not the strongest. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. I find it funny with him, too. Because at first, Karapika was, like, my least favorite. Like, I don't know what it was. He just kind of was, like, sitting there. He wasn't doing much. He was just kind of menacing or whatever. But yeah. once you start to kind of unravel him, and I think York knew, like, sends him into a different stratosphere yes. than everyone yes. else. Oh, 100%. Like, it's, like, because, like, Kilua from off-rip was, like, different. Like, you know, he was, like, oh, this dude's a shark. He's an assassin. He's out of this. He'll act like a kid, but he will kill everyone. He don't give a shit. But Karapika was definitely, like, subtle. And then once he started busting out stuff, like, once they did the prisoner fight in the exam, you saw Karapika, mm-hmm. like, get down and start fighting. It's like, okay. Yes. And then you see him in York New and how he got his Nen and stuff like that. Like, how he mm-hmm. had to do that. And then he went to the, the mansion mission to get to retrieve the quest for the eyes and stuff. It's like, okay, Karapika is definitely, like, one of the stronger characters here. He's probably the best in terms of just singular character. 
because yeah. Gon and Kilua carry off each other a lot. But like, Kurapika doesn't need anyone. He doesn't necessarily need anyone else, but it does help bring him back to Earth when he is with Gon and Kilua. Like, he yeah. is like Kilua, but amplified, in my opinion, to where when he's off on his own, he goes to a fucking dark place. Like, yeah. super oh, yeah. duper dark oh, yeah. place. And when he's with Gon and Kilua, it brings him back down a little bit. Yeah. No, I'd agree Absolutely. with that. That last uh. scene with him sitting in the chair. Yes, I Yo. know. We talked about that. <laughs> Me and Eli talked about that scene specifically. Like, yes. oh my god, so excited! That's just such a moment for Kurapika. Like for him, sitting there, his eyes start glowing, and then you see the mm-hmm. other pairs of eyes, and you see him in the suit in the chair, and you're just like, "What has he been up to?" Because you know the Chimera Ant took forever. Like it was a long period of time. Like that was a month, couple month long thing for. Oh yeah, Johnny at least. Oh, yeah. And so you're like, "What happened between that and that?" Which is like, which I really want to see, but we're supposed to be seeing it in the manga, but the manga, even that's not getting written right now. It's It sucks. I would love to see that story concluded in anime or manga yes. form, but like, we don't know if we will at this point. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm gonna put up another couple of nitpicky things and see how you guys feel. Uh, I feel like the whole, I feel like this show in my opinion, is based around going finding his dad. That's why it's called Hunter Hunter, because he's hunting a hunter. That's what my opinion, or if not, if not actual facts. But I feel like the whole moment when he met his dad was very weak. Um, I feel like there was a lot of buildup to that, and it ended up being really anticlimactic, whereas even when he met Kite, it was at least, like, cool. I don't know how you feel about that, Tristan. I agree with you, but... I personally like I get it just because that's how they built up uh his dad. That's how they built up Jing the entire series, basically. Was that he wasn't some over the top kind of guy, you know? Dick. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. how he was. And so I wasn't surprised by how it was when they finally met i still thought it was pretty cool um and and maybe part of my excitement was that you know leorio was back and gone and kilua saw him again yeah and that part was really happy and then right there was his dad and so that was like a big deal to me i guess i don't know you're very right it was pretty anticlimactic and then like the world tree and stuff yeah but eh. I don't I just, know. I'm, I'm cool with it. I personally feel like it was a whole like, oh, catch me if you can, going. It's like a, it's like a chase at that point, and then it's just, oh, here I am. By the way, I'm just in the crowd. So for me, like, it, it was never really a sense of a chase after he found him. Like, I mean, it really was just, hey, I'm right here. Here's your dad. Like, I don't know. It just didn't have a fulfilling end to that. Um, speaking of that, right. my next point is Kite turning into a little girl. Um, I would rather him be dead, if I'm going to be honest. I did not like that. I get I get it. I get it's like his superpower to, like, or I guess his ultimate um, to change into somebody else so he doesn't die. I, I get it. But at the same time, like, Kite, most of Kite's character was his persona and his, like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same. Is that what happened? Cause like well, I felt like I don't know if I've just misread it or whatever. Like I misunderstood, but I thought like that kite had become like an ant in the cell. 
Yeah, that's kind of how I got it in a sense. Because like I, oh. I like I said, it could be, but they they made it they made it very clear that some of the ants, depending on how strong they are, can be sentient of their past life. Yeah. So I didn't know uh, if, like like him changing form like that meant that he was an ant or what? Because they don't well, really cover super detail. He never yeah. got like eaten by the queen. No. Mm-mm. So I was like kind of confused on how that transference happened. Well, Gene said something about his, you know, he's like, oh, this number only comes up when he needs it. Like, this is his last chance kind of thing. Like, he got to survive. And I'm assuming that means, you know, he's switching bodies with somebody who's already dead. That's just how I took that. Um, I wasn't paying the most attention that last season. It was pretty mid, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I definitely could have missed something there. And I mean, feel free to get angry in the comments at me and tell me that I'm wrong and tell me what actually happened. But yeah. I'm not sure, no, but fair. definitely was strange to see child kite. And yes. Gome was like, yo, and kite was like, yo, it's all good, man. You didn't kill me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, don't feel bad. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like the only strong point from that last season was Kilua's sibling. I'm not going to say brother, sister, whatever, because everybody calls it something different. Um, I feel like that arc was really cool. Oh, Aluka. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just be saying shit. Um, so, anyway, that concludes my Hunter Hunter talk. Uh, it was a really good show. I'd recommend it to pretty much anybody who, you know, has interest in watching stuff like this. Uh, I'd say, again, first couple seasons were probably my favorite. Um, Hunter Exam yep. is hard to be topped, in my opinion. Yeah, dude. Um, that was just super cool to me. Uh, I wish we had more stuff like that. Dude, even when Kilo went back to take the Hunter Exam, like I was even getting like nostalgia after like two weeks of not yep. having the Hunter Exam. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I, that's how much I liked it. So, uh, moving on, I'm gonna quickly talk about some sports stuff to get into Egress's uh, <laughs> AEW, whatever. Um, sport talk real quick. Uh, Man United, uh, Ronaldo is back. Score two goals Saturday morning. I'm not going to say when lit. we're recording this. Dude, I, I woke up. I mean, that's my normal wake up time, but uh, dude, woke up, watched him score two bangers, and okay, one was a banger. But anyway, I'm just, I'm super happy to see him in red again. It's, it's a childish feeling, but you know, we actually have hope this year. So that's where I'm at. Uh, NFL is back as well. Um, my Eagles are going to be last in the division. So that'll be excited to see. You got to remember, uh, you're in a division with the Giants, buddy. You damn right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> quick, quick sports talk for those who care. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So, Harriet on Reek. Okay. I've been watching Naruto Shippuden over again because I have watched all of Naruto the when he's a child, just Naruto. I've watched that like three or four times over because it's legitimately some of the best shit in anime, like action shown in anime. But then I don't, I've never gone through Shippuden clean all the way through. Because I fucking hate Shippuden. Shippuden suffers from the thing where it should, a series should have ended earlier and then they kept pushing it and they didn't know what to do. And then it just goes off into the deep end, right? So I'm rewatching it. In my rewatching it, I have discovered many pet peeves for Naruto. Naruto, the character himself, sucks. (laughs) He is very annoying. He's very loud. He doesn't shut the fuck up. He doesn't think. And that made me understand that I hate him, the character, and that I love all the other side characters, but he's the main character. 
you like Boruto? Don't speak to me. Uh, <laughs> and just this initial, this initial <laughs> opener for the series of Shippuden is just like yikers because it's like very boring because they're trying to reintroduce characters to you and like oh they've got stronger and nothing naruto doesn't do anything the whole entire part really he just gets mad and goes he took my friend give me my friend back and then you watch the chick sakura do sakura things which is barely win a fight she should probably easily raffle stomp and yeah it's just shippuden's not good and the only cool part about shippuden was pain arc and that's it if you, if you disagree come fight me ever in the comments i'll fuck you up bitch that's why hunter hunter is better enough. than naruto and Hunt, Naruto ripped all of Hunter Hunter shit. They literally. Oh, for real? Yeah, there's That's there's cool. a thing called the tuning exam, that is a damn near rip of the Hunter exam. Ah, oh, nice. It's not it's not not blatant either. I didn't know gotcha. it at the time because I didn't like you know I watched Naruto first, but yeah. After I watched Hunter Hunter, I was like, oh my god, they just ripped this from Hunter Hunter. Like, <laughs> I, I can't I can't say I blame them. I mean, it's a great idea. So, but yeah. And I see what you're saying. Yes. Tough times. Past that, Heels. I've been watching Heels on Stars. I told you guys about this show. Still? With Steven Amell. Yes, 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 yes. I'm committed to at oh. least watch the first season. Uh, all right. Fair uh, I thought you gave up. No. Season, episode three was excellent, actually. Uh, once they once they stop doing, like, they do some silly stuff, but if they don't stop doing the silly stuff, if they stop doing the silly things, the show is very, very good. They did some serious okay. moments. They were talking about the family drama. They were talking about, like, trauma and, like, uh, built up and pain and all that kind of stuff. And that hiding behind, like, hiding your pain behind stuff. It was actually very interesting, episode three, and I enjoyed it a lot. Episode four, kind of back on the bullshit, <laughs> right? Oh, man. It's it like every like, other episode it, kind of thing. Yes, it seems like it's <laughs> going to be every other episode kind of thing. It's like one episode focuses on wrestling and ties wrestling into like their family dynamic. And the episode, other episode focuses heavily on the family dynamic. And there's one character who just is like not great. And it's it's Ace, like the, the younger brother. He's okay character, but he's like the bad guy of the show because he's going through whatever he's going through, right? So he's trying gotcha. to like, he's trying to make it big. He doesn't want to be a wrestler. He doesn't give a shit about wrestling. And all this, but his brother loves wrestling. It was his family thing. Like their dad was a wrestler, and all that. Like Ace wanted to be a football player, but he sucked ass. Like he tried to go to college, couldn't go to college. Came back, had nothing to do. So then the brother got him wrestling right again. And now for some reason, Ace became like the biggest star, like the biggest face on the roster somehow. Just off like he's tall and good looking, so I guess that's how. Okay. But in reality, he's a dickhead, right? So. Right. Too many times he keeps fucking up around town because they live in a small town, and he lets the char- he lets him bleed too much into the character. Like he doesn't play a character, right? Like he plays stereotypical good guy number three. Like he's like, you know, we win, we do it together, we do it for f-, like that shit. But yeah. he keeps letting it bleed into the character. And he's like, I don't want to be booed, I don't want to be booed. But then he keeps if he gets booed, he freaks out and starts like shit talking every all the fans and stuff like that. So the brother's like, just turn heel like me. Like, just go bad guy. Like, you know what I mean? It's fine. As long as they're reacting, it's a good reaction, right? That's the whole wrestling mantra. Mantra. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Right. And he doesn't want to. And then at the end of episode three, he does. Yeah, at the end of episode three, he does turn heel in the crowd. And he does the whole thing. And it's, ep- it's dope, right? And then episode four, he is like, he's he's for shoot, like, being a dickhead now. 
Like he's like, well, you want me to be a bad guy, so I'm beat a bad guy. I'm beat a bad guy. I'm beat a bad guy. Ah. And it's like, oh my god. Like, come on, dude. It's just like it's kind of silly to me how this guy who was raised in wrestling doesn't realize wrestling's like a work, and you're supposed to be playing a character. Right. It's yeah, that makes fun. sense. <laughs> but he starts to get it towards the end, and he starts to find a pa- he's starting he's starting to find a passion for wrestling, basically. And like, I think that's where the show's gonna go is that the brothers are going to connect through the passion for wrestling as he starts to develop it because they don't have a great relationship with each other and stuff like that. So show's pretty good. Uh, it definitely could be better. I think they have something laid out to, for it to be good, but we'll have to see where it goes. I just say, I guess you got time. You got time to see where it goes. Hopefully. So yeah. hopefully no more of this fake scripted wrestling. Let's talk about oh real wrestling. <laughs> oh my god! AEW all out, the pay per view of pay per view. All right, CM Punk came back two weeks ago. I already talked enough about it. Hype first CM Punk match. It was a banger, right? Amazing. It was a pretty good match. It wasn't super duper fast paced. It was just a good solid match for him to get his win back under. Uh, that was okay. Then we had the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a steel cage match. Eli, this is probably the best. Top two, if not the best tag to tag match I've ever seen in my life. Period. Okay, so pretty good. Uh, For me, it was the excellent. best I've ever seen. Like I just can't describe. It was like an epic, basically. It wasn't like it was like two matches broken, like two separate matches, right? It was the first half, which was like the slower, methodical half, and then there was the last half, which was just speed. And both teams were worn out, and they were just trying to do whatever they could to get the win. It's amazing. The Lucha Bros are dope. I wish they had a better name than Lucha Bros, but that's beyond the point <laughs> because their individual names are fucking badass. It's Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Like Ray Phoenix is, is King King Phoenix and fucking Pentagon Jr. And the reason he's called Pentagon Jr. is because that's a fucking cursed gimmick. Like people who become Pentagon like die or something. It's like a whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. And it's awesome. It was a great match. Uh, it's a recommend to any wrestling fan. If you don't like that, you're bullshitting. Like, period. Dude, it was so, so good, too. There were some other good matches. Miro Kingston was solid. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian versus Kenny Omega was great. But the main thing I want to talk about, just because we've already been talking for too damn long on this shit, is the debut debutantes at the end of the pay-per-view. After Kenny Omega hits this man Christian with an avalanche one-winged angel, which, by the way, Eli, Regular one-winged angel, which is Kenny Omega's finisher, no one's kicked out of it in America, ever. Only one mm-hmm. person in the universe is kicked out of that move, right? So that was that's 10 just, years ago. That's the regular move, okay? This one, he was on top of the top rope, and then he hit him with it off the top rope to the to the ring. So now, you're really not kicking out. Like, I saw that happen. I was like, he's fucking dead. <laughs> like, like in kayfabe he died like he's not he's, oh he's retired in kayfabe like he broke his whole spine <laughs> so that happens the elite comes out Kenny Omega's talking his shit he says man I'm the greatest the only people who can beat me are either not here retired or fucking dead <laughs> like this is, which is a great bar and then lights go out Adam Cole debuts he comes up on the league he's like I'm gonna kill you motherfucker I'm gonna kill you Adam Cole baby he kicks the good guy He's key aligns with the elite who are his old friends. Everyone's like, boo. And they're like, ha ha. We have everything planned. We'll never lose. Adam Cole's always been our friend. And then Flight of the Valkyries hits. Brian Danielson, formerly known as Daniel Bryan in the WWE, comes out in a white t-shirt. His nipples are piercing through his shirt. He has the Goro haircut. 
and he starts kicking motherfuckers in the stomach, chest, and facial area, and then he hits them with the Bukaki meme out of the corner. It was some great shit. It's not the Bukaki it meme. It's the Bukaki <laughs> But it's the Bukaki me. Like everyone, every, if you if you know, you know. That's what he did. Right, hits him with it. Daniel Brian Danielson is now all elite. CM Punk's all elite. Look, man, we gotta be careful. We get too many motherfuckers. The entire universe is gonna be all. I wanna be all elite sooner or later. Like <laughs> the reek is all elite. Like you see me run out there with the blow up rock muscles and like a fake eyebrow that I lift up and down. <laughs> It's gonna be awesome. The bench boys are the elite boys. <laughs> you damn right. Damn, it feels good to be elite. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my God. but that's what's been going on in wrestling world, and that's what I've been watching in my free time. Now that we've completed that millennial long segment, we must do our main portion. But before we do that, we must pause for YouTube. Loki, guys. We watched Loki, Disney Plus show, the next in line of the Disney Plus shows. Thankfully, we don't have to watch the other one, the What If one, because that has nothing to do with Marvel continuity. I hope. Apparently, apparently it does. No. No. Apparently it does. Oh. So before before we get the comment of, oh, yeah, it does, then, you know, I'm just going to say apparently it matters. It's What If, man. How is that? I know. An alternate time, bro. It I don't probably know. ties in shit. with the multiverse yeah. and everything, yep, exactly. and what they're about to do. Exactly. Uh, well, I hate it. Here. Damn it! Yeah, this is turning bad, dude. This is turning real bad. They get oversaturated very quickly. Yep. But before yep. they get there, they gave us low key. Um, yes. I definitely saw this. And I was like, okay, this is going to be six episodes of Loki humor, which is cheeky, yeah. sarcastic humor. Yeah. And I was yeah. like. That might be too much <laughs> low key for me. Yeah. Dude, but we didn't get any though. No, the first two episodes we, we got did. a little bit. Okay. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. So basically Loki, if you guys remember from uh Endgame, not Infinity War, he got the Tesseract and he dipsky. Well, when he yes. dipped, the Federales caught up to Loki and they said, Put your hands up. He said, I'm a god. And then they shocked his ass and they put him in time prison, which is Okay, there's a time prison. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes there, and they're like, "Look, we need your help to catch your deviant or a variant. You're a variant. Why do you need me? Because the one we're trying to catch is Loki." And then it ends. It goes dun dun da 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 da. That's the first episode, basically. <laughs> yeah. We also find but... out Loki was DB Cooper, which was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was, was odd. Like it sort of made sense, but what? But Owen Wilson. We do get oh. Owen Wilson, which wow. I was like, wow. 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 <laughs> I was like, wow. wow. Owen Wilson, wow. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> the fact he never, ever did that in the show makes me a little sad. Yes, yeah, facts. He definitely facts. has a no wow clause. Like, <laughs> wow. like, if you do this once, we are cutting your check off and burning your family's no, house. No, it's the other way around. It says, if you write that in the script, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Don't no, write wow in the script. For real, Tom Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson were fantastic. Great chemistry. I, I thought it was a good job. I dude, they were so much better than uh, Sam and Bucky. No, I don't and, know about uh, all that, it, dude. I think so, dude. The chemistry, the cheekiness, the humor between the two were so much better, in my opinion. Shout out Big Moby though, Mobius. 
Mobius. Morpheus. No, that's a different Morpheus. movie. Morpheus. We have to cover in trailer trash next week, probably. <laughs> oh, uh, that's actually true, huh? Yes. So we get oh, that. That's basically the whole first episode and the general premise of the show is that there's a Loki. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I thought for a little while that the Loki we were going to get as the bad guy was going to be Matt Damon. Now. What? Okay, see, look, you guys don't know your Marvel lore, okay? Let me see. No, I don't. Say. You're right. I read yeah, the comics. I don't read the comics. I watched the movies. <laughs> I read the books. <laughs> All right. And I forget. I think it was Ragnarok. In the beginning of that movie, there's a fake Loki. That's like they're doing a play of Loki and Thor. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. The fake uh-huh. Loki yeah, yeah, yeah. is Matt Damon, and I forgot yes. who the Thor yep, was. You're right. I right? don't remember and either, then the but fake I know Loki exactly oh ended up being real Loki. So I thought for a while, I said, is evil Loki going to be Matt Damon? Or that are we going to awesome. get a Matt Damon cameo because there's a bunch of variants? Sadly, oh, yeah. we didn't get it. <laughs> you wanted Matt Damon? I give you one alligator. <laughs> you get alligator, <laughs> child, and black Loki. <laughs> dude, okay. And the alligator, old dude. alligator Loki went hard, dude. Don't, you can't tell late. me different. Alligator Loki might be top three Loki. I mean, it definitely goes Black Loki, <laughs> Loki Loki, <laughs> Alligator Loki. <laughs> Dude, you better be watching for Alligator Loki to crack my top 25 at the end of the year. <laughs> watch out for this. No, I'm just hey, he, hey, but he can't beat the weasel. No, no, he ain't Absolutely no weasel. Not. It's not where's, where's Weasel Loki at? Yeah, that's true. That's, that's pretty true. The <laughs> weasel is just actual Loki. Yeah, that's true. So, that so episode two, we get Loki get dragged around by the Time Federales to different places to try to catch him. He goes, "What if they're in an apocalypse? Because that's what I would do. I would go to where apocalypse is because nothing's gonna matter when I change shit. You know what I mean?" And they're like, oh, that's for true. Let's do that. And they start searching for it. They go to Katrina, I think, right? Like Hurricane Katrina? Oh, no, no, no. This was something in like 2049. Oh, okay. It was was ahead of times. Gotcha. Yep. Well, they went to Pompeii first, but that didn't work out. Yeah. And they went to this place. And shout out to Pompeii if you know your history. You know what I mean? Throw it up, Pompizzle. But (laughs) they went over here. I think Bastille made a song about that. You damn right. (laughs) So we find out that the Loki we're looking for is female Loki. And I already knew where this is going off of it. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, that's amazing, actually. <laughs> so we get female Loki, and then she goes, that's not my name. Loki is not my name. That's my slave name. And okay, and he's like, well, what's your real name? He goes, Sylvie. I'm like, "Yeah." I was racking my brain trying to think if there's someone in Norse mythos that has the name Sylvie or something close to it, but then no, just, I did that for about two minutes and then I stopped and I was like, I don't care enough. It's Loki backwards. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely, is Loki backwards. Yep, I got you. <laughs> I call. I call. <laughs> yeah, Sylvie. That should, that should have been her name. I call. <laughs> I, I call. Uh, instead, <laughs> we get. The Adventures of Loki and Loki. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they definitely, I will say the directors and the writers definitely went a direction I wasn't seeing. I didn't see bef- I didn't see coming before I watched the show, but as soon as they introduced female Loki, I saw instantly. 
Yeah. <laughs> which is Loki is going to fuck Loki. He's going to fuck Loki. Well, it's, it's genius, too, because you would never guess that Loki's going to be in a part of a romance plot line, but it being himself makes so much sense. It makes it, so much it sense. It makes complete sense within the character, especially when Mobius yeah. says it. You fucking narcissistic piece of shit. <laughs> the yeah. person you actually, you don't love anyone, but the person you fall in love with is your goddamn self. Yep, that's <laughs> awesome. And I was like, this makes sense. Supposedly, there's blowback from that, by the way. Like, people aren't. Yeah, happy I'm with sure this. there is. <laughs> I'm sure there's some blowback. I don't know why. Like, this is like the most tame shit we've got. This does not co- come anywhere close to dark. Like I was gonna say, if you're no. mad about that, go watch Dark. Yeah, and tell yeah us how you feel. people were like, "This is incestual." I was like, "Okay, that's a reach." First off, like that's not it's yeah, himself. That like that's a reach. Yeah, Second off, there is literally hundreds of thousands of Loki's who have completely different genetic makeups. One is a fucking alligator, and you're coming here to tell me that that's your issue with this. And, <laughs> but, but okay. <laughs> In 80 years, they're going to be watching this show again and be like, I don't know why people were so upset about that. Like, I literally just made a clone of myself and just fucked him right over the table. <laughs> Whoa. Damn right. Whoa. They, they have a couple romantic scenes. You know, they have the train. Uh, yeah. Then they were at a lake together. where they That was cool. Where they started to like each other, and it caused a catastrophic event. And then the federale said, yeah. none of that here. You're getting arrested right <laughs> now. No love, team. Yeah, but get... that's also how they found him because they were for shoot about to die. Yeah, because they're about to cause a catastrophic event. And so then the federales arrest them. They get scooped. Then you find out Sylvie got arrested as a child by the TVA because she wasn't supposed to exist or some shit like that. Something happened in the timeline. She fucked up, right? So then they arrest her. We don't ever find out what she fucked up. Right, not that right. I know of. Okay. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Well, that's for season two. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, that happens. Then Morbi, Mor, 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 Morpheus, Dick yep, <laughs> gets oh hit with this with the stun grenade lock and got o kizzled. He got evaporated, and then Sylvie and him finally reunite after getting separated by the Federales. And he's like, I have something to tell you. I, boom, he gets hit with the stick. And then Sylvie spazzes, goes crazy. Then you find out Loki, Loki didn't die. He is now in the space pocket dimension with all the other Loki rejects. Well, yeah, as soon as, well, because like when Mobius got hit with it, I was devastated. Like that was tough. And then Loki got hit with it. And I was like, oh, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, like I mean they're not. Man. I actually thought it would have been a cool like if they just like Sylvie's the main character now. Like that would have been that would have been dope. Yeah, but I they pushed it. out because they paid Tom Hiddleston a lot of money for this show. Well, <laughs> they just they just blasted good too. Though. They blasted Mobius, man. I was just sitting there thinking, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, where'd he go? Wow, <laughs> Wait, wow, wow. wow. Uh, so <laughs> we find that we reject Thor's. I mean, reject Loki's. By the way, the black guy was definitely Thor, but like, we're... I do. That's what I thought too. Like, he had the hammer. He didn't have the yeah. Loki horns or anything. Nah, I don't nah. know what he was doing there. <laughs> but we had Kid Loki, Ali Loki, Old Loki, a bunch of different Loki, right? Somehow, Kid Loki's the leader of these gangs. <laughs> which yeah. well, it's because is... he killed Thor, and they're all afraid of him. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but all he had was a knife. <laughs> he wasn't, he a wasn't knife. built for this. Like, you know, he wasn't nothing. He was just Bro, he 21 was built Loki. different. We should have got 21 Savage Loki. Like, Loki, they should have just been oh, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. but with a dagger on his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, actually, you know what? That would have been amazing. He's walking around with a cup of lean, and he's got the dagger on his forehead. He's like, <laughs> he's like I'm 21 Loki. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's a tesseract. <laughs> it's a 21, 21. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Dope, actually. But we didn't hey, get Speaking that. of 21, that's about how many of them Infinity Stones Homeboy pulled up with. And Loki was like, why do you have Infinity Stones? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. they use them as paperweights. And that's when his whole world came crashing oh. down. That was What's, awesome. What's that? It's a scepter. So... <laughs> After he meets all the rejects, they try to assemble a plan to get out of there and fight the watchdog of the hell realm or whatever the hell they're at. And they so they could get to the time man, boy, dude, time keeper person. And then yeah. Sylvie comes there to go save him and get to the time person. They meet each other. They get an awful great reunion. They end up fighting the hell dog dude, take him down. They bust in on the timekeeper. Timekeeper goes, I already know what's going to happen. I know everything up until about five minutes from now. <laughs> and then I don't know nothing. Yeah. And then yep. Sylvie's like, I'm going to kill you. Loki's like, don't kill him. Don't kill him. <laughs> and she's like, wow, you betrayed me. You just want the power? He said, normally, yes, but not right now. I just want to ask. I'm just trying to keep us both safe. <laughs> That's for sure. And then they have a fight. And then they have not fight sexual tension <laughs> where, yeah yeah where he, he's like i want to be with you he's like well i want you and then she kicks him into another dimension stabs the black man kind of a hate crime not gonna say nothing about it though <laughs> kills him fractures the timeline into a bunch of other timelines loki goes back he goes morbius we gotta fix it and then he goes who the fuck are you and he goes what it's me he goes me who and then you find <laughs> out he's in a, one of the fractured timelines now. And then he's an alligator Loki timeline. And now we are gonna get season two because nothing happened in season one. Yep. Yeah. Merry Christmas. And you you get the most anticlimactic fucking end credit scene ever created by Marvel. Mm-hmm. That was ridiculous. You I had a stamp. Yeah, dude, that was stupid. I'm sorry. That was ridiculous, dude. They're giving up on the end credit scenes, dude. (laughs) Yeah, they are. This is two shows in a row that we didn't get the extra, extra end credit scene. What was the, what was even the, the black, black, it was the, the blonde chick turning evil. Oh, the heel turn. Because she's, she's supposed to be the head of Hydra eventually. She's the, uh, the, the banker lady. The banker person. But she becomes the head of Hydra because, you know, I read the comics. Not not that I got this shit explained to me by somebody who reads the comics. I read the comics. I know you listening. I watch the books. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I read the listen to the movies. Yeah. Damn right. I watch the movies on the subtitles. No, I'm just kidding. You a heathen if you do that. Alright, so let's just get our analysis out of the way. This show was okay. Right? Like if you just put this on to hang out and like have something on the background that's kinda funny. This would be pretty solid. The romance plotline was actually done pretty well. My issues yeah, with this is agree. that this will probably have no bearing on the larger MCU. I'm not saying 
that nothing will because they probably let out Galactus when they did the time thing, which I've been telling you guys about Galactus. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who's like the next big bad probably. But they probably, by fracturing the timelines, set Galactus out or set a bunch of Galactuses out. So that will matter. I don't think Sylvie's going to matter in the larger scale. Because I, I think she's absolutely gonna not fucking die in season two. They're gonna is, do like the Power Rangers ring connect, and they're all gonna, you know, fuse <laughs> into Super Loki. Yeah, two <laughs> with an alligator head. Yes, oh. <laughs> but like, I just don't. I don't think they're gonna commit to making Sylvie a part of the MCU or anything like that. So like, I just don't see the point, and that's kind of my issue with it. Is that they're not gonna commit to this bit? They're, she's gonna die. Or he's gonna die. Something's gonna happen because what honestly, what I think is going to happen, I think he's gonna die. She's gonna become main timeline Loki in the MCU, and then when Natalie Portman takes over the mantle from from Chris Hemsworth Thor to become new Thor, they're gonna be the new Loki Thor duo. I could see it. Well, my thing is like either they used her female Loki. They used her too much in this show if they're not going to use her later, or they didn't develop her enough if they do plan on using her. I think I said that right. Yes. Um, if they, yeah, if they plan to use her in the future, I don't think they developed her enough as a character in this show because I was not sold at all on her. I was sold on their romance plotline, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't sold on her as a character. I agree. Either. Yeah, that's like... Uh, it, the romance plotline was good if you take it at just that face value. But take it into, you know what this is a part of already, right? You know this is the MCU. You know everything's connected. So this is either going to matter or it's not going to matter. And so far, everything in these movies, in these shows have mattered. But I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be the relationship that matters. Because Vision still ended up fucking dead in WandaVision. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. And then in Bucky and Black Man, they still ended up... <laughs> Just with the shield, like we we were start. <laughs> Bucky and Black Man was literally like, taking. It was so fucking dumb because he had the shield, and then about the end, he had the shield. That's yeah. it. That's what. That's the plot. <laughs> yes. Like it's it's just he could have just accepted the shield the first time, and we would have had to sit through six episodes bro, of him the being character. like, I don't deserve it's, it. It's the character development, bro. Now he wants the shield. But they're, they're not going to write him any different no, in the I next know. movie. I know. He's going to still be White Falcon and the Black it's, Bucky. <laughs> it's a filler, man. They're like, dude, we got to let the people know that Bucky and Sam are still alive. This is why I still they're think like, WandaVision's been the best one so far. Yes. WandaVision uh, has been the best one. And, dude, that's what I was excited for Loki about, dude, is because I feel like WandaVision was full of, like, twists and turns. You didn't know what was coming next. I was like, dude, it's Loki. Like, there's going to be something. They're going to try to just throw twists at you throughout this, and it's going to be awesome. They tried, I feel like, but nothing really stuck. Like, nothing was, like, had my jaw open, like, oh, my God, that's a crazy twist. Like, I was just like, okay. Um, So, I guess coming from WandaVision, I was very disappointed and the cliffhanger-esque not happening. It also doesn't help us knowing that mainline Loki is dead. He's dead. Yeah, like this that's is true. a yeah. splinter Loki. So that means that means one of these Lokis is going back into the main timeline. That's the yeah. Thing. And I yeah, like I said I'm putting money on Sylvie being the one to go back. I could see it. I see. This is why I think, and I know Tristan said the same thing, and I'm sure you think the same thing, Rick. This is why I think that this is going to tie into what if a lot. 
so the multiverse okay. stuff is definitely like important to the Marvel comics. I just don't know how they're gonna be able to do it into the movies and not start confusing the fuck out of people. Yeah. There is people who legit don't understand movies as is. There is people who struggle to understand the movie Us, which is a very, very, oh, very self-explanatory Super movie. simple. Simple yeah. concept. And people were like, I don't get the themes and metaphors of this. This is bad. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't understand the plot. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so if people can't understand something simple like that, which has, you know, two versions of different people, cloning and stuff like that, they are mm-hmm. not going to be able to handle the Marvel multiverse theory. You know, Reek, these people that the, they love this. The people you're you're talking about right now, they love this show. They they loved the fight scenes. That's what they loved. They're content with the fight scenes that Marvel's been giving us, and I'm not happy about it. Me neither. Get get, get those Daredevil dudes. Yep. 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 <laughs> get those Punisher dudes. You damn right. Get the Punisher people too. Absolutely. Uh, Unbelievable, man! Don't get, I was don't get not the people happy. from Winter Black guy and White oh no, Panther. we good. We don't need no, those guys. Th- those fight scenes no. were six pack of ass. <laughs> 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 uh, um, yeah, I was to say one last point. I'm gonna make real quick. Uh, I feel like the uh, the storyline um, of the entire thing was very slow to get to the point as well. I feel like they had like an idea of what they were going with, and I know it was mainly to kind of sh- tell the audience, like keep the audience informed of what the TVA is, the timeline stuff. They can't just rush into something like that without explaining it. I get it, but I feel like just to work up to nothing, they gave us nothing. If that makes sense, it's oh, you're right. This was a good standalone experience. Like, right? I'm not hating on it, but we just know that this is a part of a larger universe so you can't just look at it for face value which is like yeah. the sad part because like we said pretty much the the standalone stuff is great like the the loki and sylvie romance is pretty good the loki character development has been solid him finding a purpose mm-hmm. is cool but it's like how will this matter or how won't it matter that's yeah. my issue because it's either not gonna I- matter or it's gonna matter a lot yeah, and I think that's one of the strongest things is you get to see Loki as a completely different character. Like, you get to almost root for him, which, I mean, I know a lot of people like Loki, including myself in the movies, and or in the Thor movies and stuff, but, like, it's very rare that you're like, yeah, Loki, like, do this, do this. Like, I don't know. You get a whole show based around him and his, you know, story, which is something completely different than we've seen in any other movie, so. Yeah, man, so that's been Loki. So I got some scores for for myself. I don't know about yeah. you guys. I'm giving this a generous seven point two five. Okay. Okay. I I was gonna give it a generous seven. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna give it like a uh, six and a half. Honestly. Yeah, like I said, definitely Fair. being generous, but I do think that there was great qualities and stuff that I enjoyed about this show. There's some stuff I didn't. That's why it's only again a 7.25 and could have arguably been like a 6.75. But oh my we're leaving it as the is because fuck it, son. So, yeah, we have new movie next week, right? And yes. new show. So I got to bust out the handy dandy notebook wheel gimmick man thing. So what we have left for shows 
Cowboy Bebop and Gravity Falls. All right. What we have left for movies is Reminiscence and The Rainmaker, Okada. Which is actually Rain Man. Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, wait. It's Kazuchika Okada, The Rainmaker. Fuck, fuck whatever you're telling me about. So, we're going to do show first. All right. The next show will either be Cowboy Bebop or Gravity Fizzles. And it looks like Gravity Falls is going to be next for us so that's going Howdy. to be a two-weeker most likely now for that yep. other one when i say it's rainmaker and what rain uh, man and uh remin- reminiscence remember the time uh, huge, huge jackman yeah remember, uh, evanescence rainmaker yep. and evanescence the movie yes sir we are watching evanescence <laughs> all right so next week you can come back and hear us talk about evanescence the week after that, you can hear us talk about Gravity Falls. And the week after that, you can hear us talk about Gravity Falls. So, thanks for hanging out with us. This is a, a medium to long-length episode compared to our normal ones recently. A lot Very of what you've so. been watching. Uh, if you're not watching what you've been watching, what are you even watching? YouTube. Um, so, yeah. This was fun. Loki was good. Definitely better than Bucky and the Black Man, but... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know... It's not saying much, really. <laughs> Definitely worse than WandaVision. But yes. without further ado, we must bid you adieu. And to remind you guys, my name is Enrique. It has been Eli. And Tristan is better now with a new mic. And I want you guys to remember that Loki was low-key gonna fuck himself. <laughs>